Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. I'm Doug. And I'm Joe. We got a cigar in our hands. You bet. Wednesday afternoon. And um, <clears throat> I was telling Joe that this is one cigar, wrapper, that is, not the specific cigar, but the wrapper being a Cameroon that I think I know what we're going to get today. Like, I, I have expectations. I've smoked enough Cameroons. I think I know what they're going to taste like. Today we've got the Christophe Cameroon Churchill. Which means it's about seven inches by fifty ring gauge, and uh, I didn't print the I didn't print the price. I forgot, but uh, I think it was at the lower end of our eight to ten dollar scale, and um, it's been lit for a few minutes. Yeah, I like the I've always liked the Churchill shape. It suits me. Although, what was it? What was the shape we had last week that was called? What was it called? Oh, perfecto. Yeah, the perfecto is pretty nice. Too. About sixty in the middle. And Something real classy. Really about small that. on it. It does make you feel cool, like I don't know, some some rich guy in a in a boardroom or something. But know. with a name like Churchill, it's kind of dignified as well. That's true, and the the reason I like Churchills is because they're long. They're they're a longer cigar, and people buy enough of them that they're a little less expensive. Sure. I wish Coronas, like. A little bit smaller ring gauge and a little bit shorter than a than a Churchill. That's my perfect. I wish people bought more of those so they'd be cheaper. But if I have to buy my favorite size, a Corona, or buy a cheaper Churchill, I'll buy the cheaper Churchill. Sure. So, um, well, tell us about this Christoph Cameroon Churchill. All righty. Well, um, pretty simple, straightforward press on it. Um, it's a cigar wrapped in a seven-year aged African Cameroon leaf. It has a Dominican Habano seed binder, and the fillers are Nicaraguan Habano and Dominican Habano. So, pretty straightforward. And we'll tell you what you're supposed to taste when we get to the end of the podcast, <laughs> but we'll tell you what we think we taste mm-hmm. right now. Um, to start, well, and we never talk about the appearance, but most of the stuff we smoke looks, 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 looks pretty like, good, yeah. you know, to begin with. Um, but I got something... Interesting, right, right off the bat, which is, it, but it was very specific. White pepper. I'm pretty sure not white pepper spice, but the taste, mm-hmm. like white, mm-hmm. white pepper, um, but not spicy. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, but um, it's definitely lightly sweet. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel terribly bold. Um, but it is lightly sweet, and maybe I would probably say nutty. And at least for me, a little bit of that white pepper right to mm-hmm. begin with. What are, <clears throat> I, it's a good call on the white pepper. I hear you. I also get kind of like a mild sweet when I first lit it. Uh, it's a real... It's it's uh, it's interesting because we've smoked a lot of like really sort of like pow, sort of uh, delicate but powerful, strong tastes, uh, tasting cigars lately. And so this one's already started out just like a much milder, smoother uh, setup. Definitely getting that sweet at the beginning, even in the pre-draw. It was a little sweet. And uh, a little bit of that white pepper, I agree. Kind of getting some, sort of like that leather, maybe. At least I would classify it as leather. I'm, st- I'm, try- I'm trying to come around to leather. <laughs> we need to be open to that. Mm-hmm. There's a little interesting, just a little additional... Um, on the purge, blowing, you know, specifically through my lips, just kind of pointed, creates an interesting sweetness. I can't identify it yet, 
but um, but a little more mm-hmm. more pronounced than some. Mm-hmm. Some of them, the purge will just be not a lot. Yeah. But it's oily enough to keep me interesting. And anything else from you? No, I think we'll just okay. kind of keep going and see yeah, what happens. Yeah, we just started. It's been only lit for a few minutes. So Cameroon, I mean the Kristoff, Cameroon. So... Uh, <laughs> it's a nice, not, nice, hot, sunny day today. Finally, it is. Did you say it might hit ninety? Where we? Uh, that's what they're saying. It might hit ninety. I don't know. Did you see any of the storm clouds that rolled through this morning? You might be a little too far south. I didn't see. Oh it. my goodness! So, you know, I live about oh I don't know what is it fifteen twenty miles north of, of of where you do, and the clouds were just rolling this morning. I mean, mm. it was like severe weather city up there. Really? Yeah, big shelf clouds and crazy rolling things and it's really beautiful it's i don't know this time of year whenever the storms come through i love to just sit outside and watch them i know that's not what you're supposed to do but it's fun to do <laughs> so i like it I like to watch those storms kind of roll through i i used to do it more when i was a weather observer mm-hmm. at the airport it was super fun because it was a really flat area just north of the what the airport. airports usually are yeah. yeah flatter and it was just so cool to see stuff moving in it was decent, so. But um, but it's fairly cool compared to the outside in our garage. I bet we're ten degrees cooler in here, mm-hmm. maybe a little more than that. We might need to get some air moving a little bit. It might help. I might try that because we're getting full of filled up with smoke yeah. in here. It's Sometimes affecting, it's affecting the space. It is. It is. So, I'll crack the door. Well, we'll have our engineer edit this part out because <laughs> we have an engineer. I think our guests were probably getting a little bit suffocated too. Yeah, I'm sure that comes across in the recording. Of course it does. Yeah, it's a, that's my actual time to go home alarm. Nice. That's what plays at work. Do you so. get happy feelings whenever that goes off? Uh, yeah, usually. I usually, I mean, I'm the same every day, so it's usually, I'm usually used to it. But I'm also willing, if I'm on a job and it isn't done, and I can finish it in 30 minutes and I'm supposed to leave in 10, I'll still finish the job sure. and, you know, the boss is whatever. Yeah. Boss likes that. Yeah. So... Excellent. Well, what's going on in the news today? What do we got? What do we got happening? Well, let's hit a few highlights, and then we'll decide which one to unpack. The, Im- the impeachment, based on obstruction because the collusion wasn't there, is pretty big. <laughs> um, uh, the Broward County deputy thing's pretty big. I wanted to. I do want to try to revisit tariffs a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm still not sure I'm, I've nailed down my own opinion yeah. on some tariff issues. So I'd like to talk about it and try to see if I can mm-hmm. figure out what my opinion is. Um, the the House um, passed an amnesty bill. Yeah, those are those are all pretty big things. Mm-hmm. Um, what's you itching to talk about anything? Oh, I mean, any of these is good. Well, uh, any of these is great. Well, let's dig into that deputy, because you're like a... Are you officially a reserve deputy? I never yeah, get it I'm right. A, I'm a certified reserve deputy. Okay, okay, I got it right this time. Well, that's good. Well, mm-hmm. so... Um, assuming that the information we got about this particular deputy down mm-hmm. in Broward County, what have you, and it was accurate, assuming what, you know... Mm-hmm. What do you th- what do you think about that as a as a police officer? Well, I guess what the 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 issue at hand is that this guy's been charged with felony charges for um basically not being a good caretaker, negligence mm-hmm. and things like that. And I know there's there's a lot of little nuanced things at least from a law enforcement perspective that really bother me about this. 
but I want to say at the outset, this guy is a coward. I mean, he, I think, who was it, uh, Tapper or one of these guys? One of the, no, it wasn't Tapper. Who's the guy on uh, Carlson? I think it was Tucker Carlson mm-hmm. was talking about it last night and talking about how this guy is trained and this is, this is why he's there. He's been given a firearm, and he's been given training. He's this is this is his job, and he just he didn't do his job. And for that, he should be totally ashamed, and he should you know, whatever. Um, so that I want to just lay that out there, that our job as law enforcement officers is to run toward the gunfire, not away from it. And I think he he did a bad job, and he should be ashamed of himself. And I probably think he should be punished as well. But to bring felony charges against an officer. Um, is a little bit of a sticky thing. It's a little bit of a sticky issue because, um, well, for a lot of reasons. Um, first off, it's the Supreme Court has stated that police officers have no duty to protect individual citizens. And I, I don't even know if you could ex- sort of extrapolate that out in this situation because this is a pretty dire, this is a pretty general public yeah. issue here. But... If you if you start prosecuting officers because you don't think they did enough, that could be a that could be a kind of a straw that breaks the camel's back in the law enforcement community because there's already so much so much um, criticism of police. Mm-hmm. There's so much um, you know it's it's like with the military the rules of engagement debate that's been going on for a long time. You know if we. Uh, if you go in to fight a war and you strap on all these rules of engagement that you can't engage the enemy unless they do this and unless they do this and unless they do this and this and this and then have to get the call from this guy, then you're not going to be a very good effective war fighter. And the same is with police officers. If you if you strap them down with too much bureaucracy and fear of... of I mean, liability is a legitimate concern. We can't have cops just doing whatever they want to. But... Um, I think more cops will hesitate out of fear of retribution and liability than um, than there needs to be. So I don't I, I don't I don't know how this is going to happen. I think that I will echo what I heard today. Somebody say on the radio that this guy's probably going to would be convicted by any jury in the state of Florida. But I think probably if it gets appealed and goes to any Supreme Court, it'll probably be overturned because that opens up huge legal precedent that anybody can say well the cop didn't do enough he should have done this and he was a coward that he you know took cover or whatever and so it's uh it's kind of a slippery slope i still think he's a bad guy yeah i'm glad you went down this road i actually didn't think you were going to and uh um because the as soon as i heard that he was charged and like charged with a lot i mean yeah pretty serious it's like 100 100 years uh Uh, because I do I do respect cops and their their job is really hard and even though you're trained and you're supposed to do something it, it is hard and so I do think sometimes we want to say gosh you've got one of the hardest jobs in the world and cut him a little slack I don't want to cut this guy any slack yeah except maybe maybe I don't want him felony charged I'm not sure but I like you put yeah. some good words to it I agree he should be ashamed he should probably be I don't know if he should be fired probably be fired he's already been fired yeah and it's like but it's like Felony charges, that doesn't seem too severe for not going in and saving children. Mm-hmm. But right. I, don't, I don't know. See, you yeah, know. it's like two-way street. Yeah. And, and it's really hard to 
to balance them out. The other thing is that that I don't like about this partic these particular charges is because they're framed in such a way as okay, so like here in Iowa, um, we have um, basically like abuse laws. There's so there's different types of domestic abuse, right? Mm -hmm. One of the types of laws that people can be charged with is um, is negligence in the sense of like uh, failing to care for people that are that you are a caretaker for. So mm -hmm. like a parent or a nurse or these different people who you are charged with taking care of those people. That is a caregiver in that sense. And that's the sense that I think that they're trying to charge this guy is mm -hmm. way different than a protector. <clears throat> I see. It's, it's like, it's totally different. And I, I think that, that that's another instance where we don't want to blur the lines there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And different conversation for a different day. But I always start to get nervous as a fairly libertarian person when somebody, when the government, any branch, however big, starts to define what care is and then demand that I do it. Yeah. I think there are pressures on me to care for my sure. my own, whoever that is, my family, mm -hmm. my neighbors, my, my wife, whatever. There are pressures on me to do that. And I would probably, if pushed, be in favor of certain laws to punish me if I didn't. Well, well and a lot of the caregiver laws are so basic. They're so fundamental. Like if somebody hires you and their life depends on you giving them food, you know, whether I mean, it's you your child or you're a, you're a quadriplegic and can't feed yourself yeah. and that person doesn't do it, then, I mean, obviously they're like, yes, they're harming you. Right. And I, yeah. So, um, I always worry though that someone's going to get in trouble for a caregiver was hired to take care of an right. old lady and, and fed her hydrogenated oil and hydro See, you know and that's why I'm afraid of this setting a legal precedent yeah. and you know pushing that line even further to the we gotta blame somebody you know how about we blame the guy that went crazy and killed a bunch of people yeah, yeah. but I'm not cutting this cop any slack no I, and I'm I not either so but I'm, but I'm glad to get your perspective as a as a peace officer I think is, is an okay thing to call you mm -hmm. um so, yeah, yeah I, I do want to say, though, that whatever happens to him, my heart goes out to him because it it's well, a hard situation. Yeah. And I, and think, I th even though he's a coward and I think he should be ashamed and screwed up, I still mm -hmm. care about him. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think that this could be, and I don't think this goes too far into the conspiratorial world. I hope not. Okay. but. I have heard some stories about policies that were enacted in the school district and some others in that area where it, he may have been following policy. He may have been following protocol oh, to geez, not go that in. That makes it even worse. And I think this could be, could be, and I put big air quotes around could, okay. um, be a case of, hey, let's throw this guy under the bus since he's, oh, then, since he's kind of like an easy target. But yeah, I, I had heard that there were some policies in place where whenever there was a violent encounter... There were some sort of like affirmative action style rules put in place that mm. whenever, and apparently it was a little bit of a common thing for, excuse me, for there to be some disruptive things or some violent acts or whatever at the school. And this is all third party, this is all hearsay, but um, basically that they needed to, for statistical and whatever reasons, needed to make sure that this was um, not a minority student. Like if it was a minority student that was doing it, they would respond in one way, oh, and if wow. it was a, a hmm. non-minority student, then they would respond in another way, uh, to try to de-escalate the situation and not rack up statistics like, oh, it's only our black students that are causing all these problems. It's wow. so I mean, and I had just heard that. I don't know if it's true or not, 
Um, so well, don't nail me to the wall if I'm wrong, but but it, it very well could be that he was following policy, and it could very well could be that he's just a coward. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I, would, I couldn't imagine being in a situation, because I'm a person that pretty much says, if you take a job and you're going to do it, you agree to the policy or you quit the job. You know, it's like, if right. you don't like the policy and you're not going to follow it, you quit the job. So I'm really, I'm big on that. But if I was there following policy and kids were probably dying... Well, I mean, then that's you know, the thing. If there's uh, guns going off... Yeah. I, I would go in and you'd say, rather go so to what? Jail. Yeah, so what yeah. if I lose my job? Yeah. I would run in and, you know, mm-hmm. um, that that sort of thing. So, yeah. yep. anyway. I but, agree. Uh, yeah, well... Um, Not a good situation anyway, slice it. No, so... But I, yeah. I mean, I don't like this idea of like, let's see who we can blame. Mm-hmm. We tried to blame the gun. Now we're blaming the cop. How about we blame the murderer? Yeah. And let that be that. Yeah. I think we complicate things too much. It, it's funny sometimes looking looking back at what I would probably label as archaic laws in the Bible, but they're so stripped back and basic. And sometimes it's just really nice to look at that and... Mm-hmm. And and as I filtered through some of it, the thing I like in general is it doesn't get into intent a lot. It just deals with action. And most of the time, I think that's great. So something as simple as killing someone. Oh, you killed somebody. Okay, too bad. This is the punishment for killing somebody. They don't ask, did you accidentally kill somebody? Well, that's in the Bible. If it's an accident, well, it's a different penalty well, than if it's a... It is, but I'm speaking in generalities mm. here. Some of, some of the laws are mm. that way. They don't worry about the intent. They don't worry about if it was... A, they just say this action, period. Mm. You cut somebody's finger off. Doesn't matter if it's an accident. You cut their finger off. Doesn't matter what happened. You gotta pay recompense for that finger, you know? There's something about that simplicity that I like. Yeah, I do too. Um, so, yep. And uh, Anyway... So, uh, I don't know. Where do we want to go next? We could do an early update. We're a couple minutes early. Yeah, we might as well. Um, I'm uh, enjoying this. Did you lose your ash already? I did, did but it was my it? fault. I, I, I went to lay my cigar down on the coffee table, mm-hmm. and I kind of dropped it and, it, and the ash popped off. So, I'm not going not gonna to make a big deal out of that, but I did lose it. And uh, But I think this is... Um, I would say it's probably lighter than what we've been smoking. Probably a medium, medium bodied, maybe, maybe even a little less than that. At least to start, um, it was really fun that I think I identified that white white pepper flavor. Um, I really like purging through my lips. That creates an interesting um, flavor. I like, but nothing nothing has changed too much since we yeah since we started. I feel like I mean I'm getting some new notes or at least maybe uh, tasting them in a different way, but I'm having a hard time kind of pinning down what it is. I don't I don't. There might be a little bit of a breadiness. I guess I was thinking graham bread. cracker again. Yeah, that but that's just stuck in my mind from from, last from that week. one cigar that that said we were supposed to taste mm-hmm. graham cracker. Yeah, there might be a little bit of that kind of sweetness and and. Uh, and, and I guess that's a little different than what I was getting at the beginning. So, um, but uh, how's your light? You were worried about your light. It it evened out just. Fine. I actually okay. tried to even it out a little because I, I got a wonky light right at the beginning and straightened it. And look, it's burning perfect now. Good. And when I knocked the ash off, it was good and flush. So it's it's humidified. You can tell instantly it's humidified well. 
And uh, my humidor has been staying really consistent, and I've been worried since it's getting so humid yeah, outside. it's pretty sticky outside. Yeah, but it's been it's been staying great because I had an issue at one point where it was getting a little high, and so I had to kind of mm-hmm. adjust some of so my. So turn the air conditioner on. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> suck some of the. <laughs> Hopefully, the air conditioner doesn't affect it. Yeah. Um, honestly, I hope it's sealed well enough. But um, <laughs> so, um, anything else happening here? Well, what do we? What about uh, we're talking about burn? Draw speed, it seems to draw normal, draws good, it's average draw. Maybe maybe a hair tighter than normal. Just a fuzz. Yeah, yeah just a fuzz. Nothing I'd complain about. Yeah, it's not a, it's not making it difficult and it's not hard to keep lit or anything, so but this is curious to me and it's something I don't know. Like but I wonder when they roll cigars, is the stem are all the stems at the same end? Hmm. And here's why I wondered. I'm going to look. Because when I cut, there were a couple little stemmy pieces poking out, and I kind of I grabbed them with my teeth and threw them out. And they were it was fine. I'm not, I don't know that a stem's good or bad, but I didn't like the huh. pokey feeling on my lips. Yeah. So it was fine. But I wonder if all the leaves are pointed, we, like pointed I in think, the same direction. I think we owe it to our listener to... Find out. To go to a cigar rollery and <laughs> do some research about that. Yeah. That would be fun. Oh man, would that be fun? Well, um, I'm not sure we have too much more to add. It's this is dandy, and and we have to be careful because sometimes, if we're not super wowed, I don't want people to think the cigar's bad. Right. Sometimes that just means it's a nice, it's a simpler smoke. There's not as yeah. much happening, but I, it's still good. I will say, and you were we were talking before we lit today, before we even started. <clears throat> you were asking me if I knew what to expect from a Cameroon, mm-hmm. and and I don't know as I've smoked enough of them to like to be. To, to like uh, have a profile in my mind about it. Mm-hmm. But I will say now that I'm getting maybe to the first third or so, not even quite there, um, that I like, I, I remember, I'm remembering, I'm experientially remembering the, the Cameroons. And I, I think this one, I like this one more than I've liked previous ones. Because I think the other ones have been kind of more of like a meh, but mm-hmm. this has got enough complexity and the, the notes pop enough to where it's like, oh, this this is keeping me interested. It's just a more subdued. It's like a laid back smoke. Yeah, and I, I do think it's some of the lighter ones. It's it, it's a little more if you're if you're trying to think about it and trying to tell people what you're tasting. It's more work. Yeah. The the bolder ones, it's like, whoa, we're getting this. It's easy, right. you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, I do want to just throw a kind of a shout out to my friend Ken Cheney who shared an amazing cigar with me, and I wish he knew what what the wrapper was. It's a real intriguing cigar. I won't describe all the tastes, but it just I was hanging out with him at Wine Club, and he shared a cigar with me and a couple other folks. And it was some... He he lives down in Florida some of the time, and there's some roller down there he goes to, and he usually just gets a bunch of cigars from him because he knows the guy makes really good cigars. Cool. And, um, but it was... It was, uh, it was distinct. Really? Yeah. It, it was uh, had some flavors I liked, but it was different probably than anything <laughs> I remember smoking. So, and That's it kind of fun. it was also um, really light draw, and it was bigger, probably a fifty four mm-hmm. ring gauge. You think that was because the roller wasn't as capable of getting a tighter cigar? Or? No, um, I actually think he probably intended it that way. I prefer a, a light draw. Um, with lots of flavor, and I think that's really hard to get because mm-hmm. you don't want to 
because if you go to a smaller ring gauge like a Corona or a Lancero, it's hard to get all the tobacco in yeah. without squinching it so much that you can't draw through it. Um, that's why I don't mind fighting through a Lancero a little bit because I know it's a little more effort to, right. to get the tobacco in and because it's a smaller ring gauge. Hmm. Well, we got to go somewhere. We can't just talk about cigars the whole time. Why not? What's our show? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no, you're True. right. Let's get into something. What do we got? Well, impeachment. Yeah, I think there's I like some, definitely some some stuff, some places to go here. Okay, let me just uh, preempt this with something I heard on the radio today. It was on okay. it was on Rush Limbaugh today. Okay, just fun to poke around at that show. I had a caller call in today that suggested an idea that he he was he was claiming or suggesting that there's a large number of left-leaning Democrat, whatever you want to call them, these anti-Trump Democrats that honestly believe, he was a former civics teacher, okay. that honestly believe that if Trump gets impeached, then Hillary gets to be the president. <laughs> and you know, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what, he just might be right. They actually might think that. Well, and it's funny that they would impeach him, and um, because Mike Pence would be well, way, way more against what they wanted, right? Than Trump would be. He would just be more polished. Is oh the yeah. Thing. Well, the thing is too that a lot of them believe that just to be that impeachment means removal. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean removal even. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's some serious civics that sort of needs to happen. I guess maybe. Bring it back in school. They've kind of, and he was talking about it too, like how they've done, they've taken civics out altogether, and they've sort of just like sprinkled it into history class. Which you know, I mean, like in my in my book, that would be a class on its own, like how to, how to be a citizen, how the government works, what are these processes, and that kind of goes back to something I was saying last week about I think a government has a responsibility, or at least it's in its best interest for its people to understand how it works. To have a thorough knowledge of how it works. Yeah, I've been considering taking some classes. Um, some of them are free, even at Hillsdale online. Uh, a friend of mine said he took a constitutional law class. I've heard that's free. fantastic. Yeah, and it's like that would be really cool. And uh, I'm, I'm, there's part of me that worries it might just make me make me madder because there's so many things that the federal government does that isn't its job based on the Constitution, I might just sure. get more irritated. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, no doubt, no doubt. So, um, yeah. Well, so, I want to talk about something, and I heard this from somebody else, and I can't give them credit. I wish I could. But they talked about um, something you'll hear in the media, and it's funny because when they mentioned it, it's like, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard that. And I don't listen to a whole lot of leftist media, but I do hear some. Mainstream stuff, you're going to hear things. Mm -hmm. But they said, here's the circle that they create. They say, we're going to impeach him. They say, and say, why? He didn't, cre he didn't commit a crime. Well, you don't have to commit a crime to be impeached. And then or, or they'll say, oh, no, no, they'll say, they'll say, because he obstructed. Okay, well, what was the, what was the crime then? Oh, there isn't a crime. Well, there has to be a crime for there to be obstruction. It's like, well, there doesn't have to be a crime for him to be impeached. Right. But you're impeaching him based on the fact that he obstructed. Right. And so these, what was the these, crime? These the well, you don't have to have a crime for him to be impeached. These are the same people. <laughs> these are the same people that like to watch the YouTube channels of people refusing to get out of the car when the officer, you know, or asks for ID. I don't have to give you my ID. Well, I mean, 
then they get slapped with resisting or yeah. obstruction, and they're like, well, <laughs> same people. Yeah, I. That's just. Yeah, that's that's nuts. But so is impeachment. I gosh, I hate to give any credit to Nancy Pelosi, but although she's a snake, I think she's a smart politician, and I think she believes impeachment is a bad idea. I would I mean for the parties for, for the, the democratic par- party's party. interest I think it is a bad idea it's a terrible idea yeah and I think there's a lot of people pushing it and she's just like no we're gonna be screwed if we do that <laughs> it's like what I'm know. what I'm that makes me happy because I think that for years I've said that this that this group of people that is so militantly leftist is an extreme minority mm-hmm. I, I maintain that I believe that that's true and they're very, very loud. That <laughs> you would think, based on volume of 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 rhetoric, that they are in the majority, but they're just not. And I think that it's it's encouraging to me that a person like Pelosi, who I would consider a political adversary, um, at least is to me she's acknowledging. Hey, listen, <laughs> you're a minority. You're not where the votes are, and uh, we're not going to do it. <clears throat> yeah. So, I just, so part of me doesn't even care, but it just doesn't even seem like there's, there's, there's any way to do it, and, and I, I don't know, so it's like, whatever, but I do get tired of the media, it's like, I, I guess I, I have some hope, I want the media to talk about relevant, the mainstream media to talk about relevant things, and they never do, any, any mainstream stuff I see yeah. is just, okay, more of the same, more of the same, big. isn't some, aren't some of their people just getting completely bored? I mean, I've heard the ratings of CNN. And well, I mean, some of them are going down. You're a free down. market guy. This is, we're watching the free market work right now. They're they're you're digging right. their own graves. They are. They are. And uh, what's fascinating to me too is like in this conversation is that let's throw Biden in mm. because Biden. I mean, they're setting up Biden to be the guy that's going to run against Trump, and he's just digging his grave too. Mm. Did you see the plagiarism stuff today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so... <laughs> Not to change... I mean, I didn't even change the subject, but... I have some comments hilarious. about that. I mean, and yes, I believe plagiarism is wrong, but if you're if you're trying to develop a policy, and you're... I mean, you need to you need to cite your references, for one. That's that's what he did wrong. He didn't cite his references. But there's nothing wrong with... He's... They, right. Somebody was saying he was dumb. If this is his line, then he can tow it. That's fine. Right, exactly. Somebody's saying he's dumb because he's stealing ideas from other people. Well, no, he might just be smart stealing ideas from other people. He was dumb for not referencing them yeah. and giving credit. Because if that's if that's the line you're going to tow, then fine. Copy it all. Put it into right. your policy and make it happen. The thing, like, one of the things that I was hearing, and, and I kind of buy into a little bit, the idea of why this is a negative thing is because... As as president, you have to have somebody with vision, and I think that Biden is a person that's just going to echo whatever he thinks is a popular point of view. It's not like he's actually creating policy or having any kind of real leadership initiative. It's just like, oh, this this seems like it'll play well with the voters. Let's snag it, and you know, let's jump on this cause and this cause. Yeah, that that bothers me, and in fact, that probably bothers me from quite a few of. The Democrats, because their their thing is, this is what's right. 
Okay, well, let's discuss if that's good for all Americans. Why would we discuss it? That's ridiculous. You're a horrible person for even considering that you'd want to discuss something that is right. Well, I don't know that it's right yet. Let's talk about this. But it's just this is the policy. Why is it right? And you're a bad. You're a bad. Yeah, you're a bad person. If you want to discuss it, and it's it's just it's ridiculous. And case case in point, there was some Democrat. Forgot who he is, and I I heard I actually heard a clip of him saying, "Now wait a minute, I'm not sure that universal health care, the way that the Democrats want to do it, it's a good idea." And he was just booed. His Democrat, his constituents were just booing him, saying that he he didn't think universal yeah. health care was the right thing to do. They're brainwashed, man. It's like they're they are NPCs, and it's gonna NPC. Yeah, mm-hmm. non-playing character. It's a it's a video game reference. Oh, is it? Yeah. You're smarter at that stuff than me. I just echo what I hear because I'm an NPC okay. too. No, are you? No, I guess in game in like some of these games, these role playing games or or whatever, there are these characters that aren't really involved in the action. They're just programmed. They just do what the program oh, tells them to do. I get it. Now they're not really uh, what, what would you call a sentient part yeah, of, they're of, not the, of the action. Yeah. Okay. They're just. Oh, that that is so interesting to 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 say that because in the game it would look. Like it might look like a person, yeah. but they're not really interacting as a mm-hmm. person. I get yeah. it. That's kind of funny. It's like when you start saying video games, I'm thinking pong. <laughs> I could get into that right now. It's been a long day. Did you ever, did you ever play pong? I played it when it first came out. Yeah. I remember my dad bringing it home. It's like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. Black and white, a ball, and two paddles. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and it was so cool. Yep. You know and. Oh, I know. I remember Space Invaders went color. Woo! Oh, I, remember, I remember when we used to just throw rocks and sticks for games, too. Ooh. Yeah. And now they got... <laughs> what's the what's the politically correct name for cornhole? Bags? Bags, yeah. Is that what they call it? Bags? I, I don't know. I actually saw an advertisement. It was probably online. It was either online or at Walmart. And they actually called it cornhole. And they were, yeah. like, selling... Yeah. <laughs> like, I oh yeah anyway that's like we're really we're really off we were talking about a piece what a tangent how we get <laughs> we get this, this must far. be a good cigar it must be but I the thing that's nice about this is it it's not terribly complex I'm just enjoying it I'm not thinking mm-hmm. about it a lot that's mm-hmm. that's what what what's good about it but um I yeah it it'll be interesting I don't like seeing the government waste the money mm-hmm. to try. To impeach, especially since it just doesn't. Well, yeah, I mean, if it was a legitimate crime, yeah. then we, then I would say, yeah, you know, impeach. Like Clinton, I was glad he got impeached. Yeah, I didn't like what he was doing. I didn't like who he was as a, as a person. But in this case, if there's no crime, I mean, because isn't isn't impeachment just like an indictment? It's a congressional indictment. Is that isn't that basically what it is? I I wish I knew. I I thought I've heard some really smart people say that it's it's not a crime in this in the same way. It's not a it, the impeachment proceeding isn't you're guilty, you're going to jail for this crime. The impeachment proceeding is the legislature, the, um, the Congress, that's the word I'm looking for, is saying this is bad enough that you can't be president. So it's different in that aspect, but it's still kind of legally handled the same way. If, I'm, if what I heard was correct, and if I... If I explained it correctly, that's the difference. Um, so they're kind of separate proceedings. One's kind of a political thing, and mm-hmm. one's one's a legal a legal matter. Right. 
And um, so, and, and I guess the fact that there are some uh, parts of the Constitution, they're, 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 the Constitution says that you can't indict a sitting president. And that was put in there so that whoever's elected president, all the lawyers that are against him in the nation can't just start attacking him mm-hmm. and trying to indict him One so that he can't be president. Which is pretty much what we have going on. Yeah, exactly. But that's why that's there. So the only way to do it, since you can't indict the president, it's like is the to court of the legislature. Basically. Yes, exactly. And yeah, uh, and so see, and I don't even see how you could do that without probable cause. Because basically, what it is is you have instead of an attorney and a judge finding probable cause, you're having the legislature find probable cause. Say, yeah, there's enough evidence that you committed this crime or whatever. Without a crime, yeah, I mean, you have to have a crime. You have to. Yeah, have a, that's just it. You have you, to have a crime. Yeah, that's. Yeah. You you don't say tweeting is not a crime. Yeah, there might be a crime, so let's investigate him. No, you can't. You can't do that. Mm. That's that's against that's against law. <laughs> I just can't believe. I mean, th- think of as we weigh out all these things and all these different moving parts. I just can't help but think, and I think about this often. How much? Okay, because I I'm, let me first start this way. I believe that Donald Trump has done some really tangible good things for our country. Mm-hmm. I think that some of the Trade discussions, as uncomfortable as they're making me, are are long overdue. I think that some of the status quo, as far as like world government things that are being challenged, I think is a good idea. I think that the economy is booming. I mean, the the jobs market is just outstanding. If you're a person with some marketable skills, you have the upper hand right now. I think that immigration is an overdue topic that needs to be talked about. I think that it's there are so many of these things where somebody like Trump actually has the common sense to bring to the table and say, listen, this is unsustainable. What are we doing? Stop it. And nobody's been willing to have those discussions before. Now, and I think that that has really moved us in like a tangible, calculable, quantifiable, good direction. Mm -hmm. So my question that I think about every day is how much better could things have been right now? How much better could things be right now or would things be right now? If they had let him be president instead of dragging him through two years plus mm. of just this this complete waste of time and money. Yeah, th- this is something I didn't put in our notes, but it's it's something that intrigued me, and you might have some some insight into this. What do you think about him going over to meet with Theresa May and just saying, "Hey, you know, I know you're leaving, but..." You need to know that you get this. Bre- if your country gets this Brexit thing figured out, we're we're you know I'm giving you the open hand and saying get it figured out. We're here to trade. Yeah, I mean, I, do you think that's what he's saying? Is that what's going on? That's what it seemed like it to me. I, that would that's great. I think that really some serious pressure needs to be put on the British government. <clears throat> the people have spoken, and I mean, and they're just pussyfooting around. Not yeah, they're just acting. messing. Yeah, but and that really the. The, what's happening with the what's the EU the, the the European Union is sort of I mean in a way there's a lot of things similar things that have happened sort of with the administrative state although I think the administrative state is worse than the European Union is mm-hmm. which is a horrible thing to say and at least they can get out of it and I think getting out of the huge administrative uh, deep state that we're in is going to take a lot more work to get out of yeah um but I don't know. Am I am I going down a too hard of a hole? That I, I, I might not know about that to talk about it. I well, know, but I guess the underlying thing for me is I think we're going in in a, in a good direction. Yeah. 
I think some of these things we want to fix them with a law or we want to fix them with a policy and it's just it's like the free market it's the best way to do it but it just takes a lot longer yeah and there's a lot more discomfort in the transition turn people loose and quit yeah quit it, trying to fix everything like it takes a while yeah when I hear politicians I even was listening to Ted Cruz and he was talking about well, whatever he was talking about but the point is when he says we have to and he's meaning the government because he's that's mm-hmm. what he does we have to it's like I, I want to say no we don't what we have to do is just stop doing anything <laughs> cut cut our losses erase everything stop messing with it and I think it probably was healthcare that he was talking about and I just want to say just get out of it drop everything stop and I've said this before like a couple months ago on the podcast particularly with healthcare people are worried that if the government just cuts losses and gets out there'll be some issues and I'm like yes and as people, as Americans, we'll come together and we'll take care of our people and our issues. Yeah. But but what you can't do is try to make policy to fix bad policy that shouldn't be there to begin with because there was policy on top of policy on top of policy on top of policy. What you need to do is erase it and then let, then when there are problems, fix those problems that come because we've made this big step back. Yeah. I think that's better, at least with healthcare. It may not be yeah. with everything well so many things are like that they we see we <clears throat> we are living in the information age now and that makes to me it makes all the difference when a person can actually do a little bit of research yeah. and and have an educated opinion or a somewhat educated opinion way more than you could 100 years ago or even 50 years ago or even 25 years ago so i think that we're now in a position where something like wipe it away let it let the dust settle on its own actually could work as long as the gatekeepers of information let there be a free flow of information. And, and that's the and hard... that's not happening either, You have it? to do both at the same time, you know? Because if, if, <clears throat> if the same ones that tell us what we can or can't put in our bodies are the same ones that are telling yeah. us what information we can or can't talk about and how we, how we can or cannot talk about it, then that's not going to work. But if we have a t- complete... A, a nice big round table for people to actually come together with some competing ideas. The marketplace of ideas um, has to be free for for the other marketplaces to be free. And and uh, so I mean, yeah, I think we're moving in the direction. I really, I kind of think we are. Just to, it it it's going to take a long time for those dinosaur gatekeepers to relinquish their keys. Yeah, and I'm getting old. You know, I just wanna, I just wanna. Make some money, take care of my family. You That's know, what you're doing. Get so. a couple more properties under my belt, maybe, you know, and, and rent to a couple more good mm-hmm. renters that'll take care of the place, you know. Um, I love thinking about ideas and my values, but sometimes it's like, oh, my word. I would. I don't think I could do the job that politicians do. Oh, it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, Partly because I think I think compromise is challenging at times, and I know I know Stephen Crowder has said that that sometimes there there isn't there isn't a compromise. You know, people say, "Oh, we need to find middle ground." It's like when sometimes you, there isn't yeah. right when you're killing. And he the abortion was his. He said, "When you're killing a baby, there is no middle ground here." You know, they're, they're, yeah. It's like we're not going to say, "Oh, okay, you're right." I guess if it's in the first trimester it's okay no you're killing a baby there is no middle ground so start stop demanding middle ground yeah and that's why i think i hope we start going back more so to rights so the fact that the left says it's a woman's right okay good you're going to rights 
that's where I think you should go. And fight for the woman's right. And we will say, you fight for that woman's <laughs> right. The woman has a right to make choices for her child up to the point of directly removing right from the, uh, life from that child. Mm-hmm. That's or any rights from that child. I mean, well, uh, to, the, to a point. To a yeah, point. to a point. I mean, until until the child is eighteen. The, yeah, yeah. The the parent and see you bring up whether advertently or inadvertently you bring up a really really um, important part is that in my little speech earlier about the free flow of ideas and the free flow of 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 market is that that only really works and I this is a blind spot I didn't see it until you brought it up but basically like. That only would work if there's a uniform set of moral values. And there's not a uniform set of moral values. Because what I'm saying is, I was assuming that if, if all people could come together and really just communicate on a free market of ideas, that we would come to the same conclusions. Well, that's not the case. Only if we have the same yeah. uniform set of moral values. And so, what? And honestly, what I was just setting up was, um, for like physical conflict... <laughs> Because sometimes there isn't a compromise. Yeah, it's my right. way or your right. way, and we, exactly. they can't have both. Yeah, I, I I agree with you completely, and we really got into that and didn't and missed our cigar update. We're being so wise today. We can't are. This, can't man, we are just tearing, we're we're tearing it up. We are. We're, <laughs> we're into it today. So, um, oh, since gosh. I don't have an official sponsor, this bottle of Dasani should probably be our official sponsor. Because mm. if I'm going to buy any bottle, any water in a bottle and drink it. I like Dasani. Do you? I do. Partly because it's, if you look carefully at Walmart, it's usually cheaper than the generic if you buy the right kind. But I think it tastes decent, too. I'm a spring water guy myself. Are you? You like yeah. the stuff in the springs? Yeah. yeah. Well, this is this is kind of like saying I found my favorite scotch, and this is what... So, yeah, I, no, I get it. Yeah, it, it's consistent. It's always... <laughs> I might like spring water better, but but we should do a cigar update because we're we're a little because we're late. We do. And um, so, you got anything new, hap- new and exciting happening? No, I don't think so. I think that that sort of cracker bread thing is still there, and it's maybe even coming out a little bit more. I'm getting I'm getting a lot of that, um, almost like a almost like a coffee cake even. Yeah. I can I can see that. I I always say banana bread because I love banana bread, and sometimes it's more graham cracker, but whatever. Yeah, but we're we're trying our best to identify it. Um, the 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 purge and the and the retrohale makes this makes this better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I retrohaled too much a little bit ago and it burnt <laughs> just a little bit, but it's uh, but the retrohale and the purge is really good. And I I think it might be a hint sweeter than it was. And mine's mine's just a mine's too tight. Um, as I'm getting down, I don't know if I'm going to cross a barrier where there's a little... It doesn't feel awesome. like there's a knot, but I wonder if, if, if there's a small knot. Because I wish it was drawing a little better. I'm actually kind of well, what I would call a double tap. Mm-hmm. Where in order to get a, a good draw, I have to like do a quarter draw followed by a regular yeah. draw in order to get it to draw right. So I think but, I might just always do that, honestly. Mm. Well, uh, but the flavor's good, mm-hmm. um, and it and it's not it's not powerful, but it's there. It's a little subtle, but I like it. Yeah, I'm, I think it's it's getting a little bit sweeter, and I like that. I was kind of worried that it was going to get more leathery, woody, whatever, and and it's not. I, I'm liking that it's getting sweeter. 
Yeah, I think on this one, I would, I, I'm gonna disagree with your leather on this one. But yeah, I'm I don't think so anymore. It's just I'm glad you brought it up though, because we miss leather. I think we miss it when it's there. I think this is more woody, and and kind of a bready sweetness. Mm-hmm. Trying to, and and let's just disclaimer to everybody: we're doing the best we can. You know, sometimes we're just playing off each other, trying to figure out and identify <laughs> what it, and that's fun to do. If you haven't oh, yeah. done it, sit down with a friend and both of you try to figure it out. That's why it's enjoyable. Yeah. Um, makes it fun. That's why any so. sport's enjoyable. Yeah. Is this a sport? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely is. How, how do I win? Cigar smoking. <laughs> how do I win? It's like golf. You can't win golf either. It's just... Oh, okay. You're just playing against... Well, you're just playing against somebody. You yeah. can have a higher score no. or a lower score or whatever. No, you're wrong. Golf is just about who can take the most pain and oh, okay. punishment and misery. Apparently, I'm not a golfer. I'm not, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't golf, know. So. I'm not really a golfer. That's why I say that. Okay. But um, this is a you know, not not to diminish the cigar, but this is a cigar, and I've got some Cameroons that I that I keep in my humidor, and this would sit next to them really well. Just hey, I'm going to smoke a Cameroon today, you know. Uh-huh. It's yeah. and uh, it it's might not be in my top ten, but it's going to be there as a consistent stick, and I and I know what to expect from it. I am curious though. You know, we're kind of getting to the fifty minute mark here. I'm always curious. <clears throat> I'm not drinking coffee today. Uh-huh. I'm curious as to how this would pair with coffee or a whiskey or a beverage or, or something hmm. whether that would hi- like bring out more flavors or whether it would sort of make it kind of white noise I'm, I'm curious from the guy that doesn't pair his cigars with mm-hmm. stuff I would say you'd want a real milky coffee because I think if yeah, you had if be you, sweeter yeah if you had yeah. if you had a like a too bold of a coffee I think you would lose some of the cigar mm-hmm um, so that's just my humble opinion. So, well, um, we got enough time to get into some. Um, we could try some tariff talk, and we might have to come back to some next week. Uh, what do you think? E- How about this amnesty? You want to hit okay. amnesty? Is yeah. That, wh- no. Well, you know, go ahead. Here's what I know, and this is I heard it this morning. So apparently, it was the the house. Um, they passed an amnesty bill for dreamers. Okay, so it's so it's not not completely passed, but they passed it in courts with the the Democrats. They're the ones in charge, and they're saying there's and the the phrase I heard that I wanted to argue with a little bit was they're just as American as the rest of us, which that's what you say when you don't really believe they are. Yeah. You have to pitch that to everybody and convince them because they're what do you not mean they. What do you mean? That's offensive. To yeah, yeah. They? <laughs> they. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like. No, my ancestors came here legally, and and then I was, you know, my great grandpa and grandpa, whoever, however far back you go, we were we were all born and we were born here legally. That's so. No, they're not just like yeah. other Americans at all, yeah. and you know, uh, I'm not sure what what my I'm not sure what my opinion is. But when I'm making policy, I'm a lot harder than I'm than when I'm across the room from a person. Yeah, and I and, but I think that's how policy is. Policy right. draws lines. Right. A couple of things that <clears throat> I feel like are important in this debate, and the first is, is that as long as you incentivize people to do a specific action, you're going to keep getting more of it. So as long as I mean, basically, what this bill says is, as long if you can get here, we'll take care of you. Yeah. It's illegal to get here, but if you can get here, we'll take care of you. So it's like saying, do everything you can to get here. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and 
I think is you have to stop you have to s- stop giving away the freebies to see a change at all. And it seems like they're just they just want to keep I don't know. I think I think I heard I heard one commentator say today that the Democrats are playing a long game that they see that more and more voters are non-whites and less and less voters are whites and so they think that if they can continue to sort of build a base of non-white or whatever not that this is a racial thing but uh-huh. they're playing a long game they think sooner or later if they can get enough people here they'll have a voting majority which is probably true um but i think you got to stop giving away the freebies because that's just incentivizing this illegal bad behavior this damaging behavior yeah i i would tell you i don't like it when leftists or the mainstream media but i repeat myself when they <laughs> when they <laughs> when they're predicting the future but I predict that Trump's just going to say, and they might be trying to play this. He might just say, "We're going to fund the entire wall, or nothing. Nothing's going to go through for the Dreamers." Mm-hmm. I mean, because honestly, I mean, would I give that up? Maybe. I, I don't know yeah. all the ins and outs of it. I would. But, but if you said one hundred percent funding for the wall, appropriated, done, all it's going to take is time to build it. Uh-huh. I, would. I think I would I'd give that up. Yeah, I think because I would say... look at the labor market. We have more jobs than people right now. So, yeah. And that's the other thing that contributes to this conversation is that immigration policy is supposed to fluctuate. It's supposed to ebb and flow, I think. You know, when we first settled this country, when, like, your and my ancestors came here, there was a plea all around the world, come, because we needed people to build this country. Well, now we're having a hard time supporting all the people that we have, and we've got some sort of generational bad things going on where people are growing up on as wards of the state and they need to learn how to become self-sufficient and stuff like that. So now we have to take a break, stop the influx a little bit, and make sure we're bringing in the right people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, it's not like we're saying forever and always, if you're not born here, you can't be here. And that's not what we're saying at all. What we're saying is that this in this particular time, this isn't good for our country. And... We need to stop it for a little bit and let things catch up. If is I what was, I'm thinking. Yeah. If I was a racist, I'd hate all American citizens that weren't my race. Or maybe I only hated one race. Right. I would hate American citizens that were that race. Right. That's not what this is about. This is about how to yeah. treat citizens, how to protect the citizens of the United States. Right. That's primary. Um, I also want to protect humans that aren't citizens of the United States, but that is secondary. And I'm mm-hmm. okay with... with um, prioritizing my values that way yeah. completely, and I actually think most minorities or non-whites or however whatever word is the right word to use here would agree. Mm-hmm. If they're a citizen, and they're they're going to they're going to agree and say that's that's good policy. Yeah. So uh, there's one other. What else was I going to say? I was going to say something <clears throat> else about that. Not just predicting the future. Uh, oh, I forgot. I think it's probably a really smart thing, and I forgot it. The genius thing of the day. Genius thing of the day. I don't, I don't know. Well, we're getting pretty close to the wire here, and we've we probably we've got more than I've got more than a third of yeah. mine left. Of course, it was it was a Churchill, so we yeah. we should expect that. But it's it's time to to give our final on this. So big draw. Ooh, I retrohaled some of that when I blew. Um, real consistent. Why don't you tell us what we're supposed to taste? Okay, I'm supposed to do that, aren't I? Okay, fine. We should taste a creamy, nutty, and sweet cedar cigar. 
and they say it's a classic Cameroon. I'll buy it. Um, sweet and nutty is what I would expect. Um, I would say, yeah, I would say there's creamy, and that's why I was saying a, a milky. If you're going to drink a coffee, drink a milky mm -hmm. coffee with it. Creamy, sometimes I have a hard time nailing nailing down exactly what that means, but but maybe some of that sweet we were getting there calling bread and, or maybe sweet wood, maybe there's a creaminess in there. I don't want to just agree to agree, but right. I'm saying maybe. Well, that's what we were supposed to taste, so mm -hmm. I like what we got, and I hope everyone out there likes what we talked about, um, you know, all 13 of you. <laughs> Going by leaps and bounds. I, I hate to it as much. I love doing the podcast so much, but I have to admit, I really want to wrap it up and just kick back and just <laughs> talk about life yeah. with my friend Joe mm -hmm. for a little bit. And it is time, so right on. We're gonna we're gonna call it good for this week. This has been the Christoph Cameroon Churchill. Um, it's been a dandy. We're gonna finish smoking it. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. This has been Doug and Joe Talk Talk to you next week. <laughs>